Welcome to the Idea Fit Pro Show with your host, Sandy Todd Webster. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the Idea Fit Pro Show. This is Sandy Webster, Ideas Editor in Chief, and your host for the podcast. I know you're busy, so it means a lot to me that you're listening. Today, I have the pleasure of catching up with Krista Popovich, a seasoned fitness leader who has inspired instructors, personal trainers, and managers around the globe with her motivating sessions and unique perspective. She is the 2014 Idea Fitness Instructor of the Year and a three-time CanFit Pro Canadian Fitness Presenter of the Year. Krista is Kaiser's Global Director of Education, as well as a Balanced Body Master Trainer, Jump Sport Consultant, Published Author, Adidas-Sponsored Fitness Pro, and a Vital Contributor to Ideas Group Fitness Committee. In addition to her new book on partner training, today we're covering a lot of thoughtful ground about the future of this dynamic, evolving industry. Let's jump right into it with her. Hey, Krista, welcome to the Idea Fit Pro Show. Uh, hi, Sandy. It's great. Thank you for uh, thank you for hosting me. Well, thank you so much for sharing part of your day with me. Um, I, we have a lot to talk about, so let's get right into it. Um, right. First, for the benefit of people who may not know you or your background, would you please introduce yourself and tell us about your path in the fitness industry? Okay. Um, well, my name is Krista Popwich, and I live in Vancouver, Canada. So my path in the industry really got started in the very early aerobics craze of those days. And, uh, you know, I like, I think some of us sort of fell into the industry a little bit and perhaps started as a club member like I did. So I had uh, moved to Vancouver to go to university from a smaller northern town and I joined this club. And at the time it was like this super happening facility. And I was so, I had never seen anything like it. I mean, I was doing classes perhaps a little bit at the YMCA, but this was like a whole other, other um, experience. And there was a posting on the front door to be the opening person at 5.30 a.m. at the gym. And uh, <laughs> I thought, well, hey, if I could get my foot in the door, maybe one day I could teach classes. And uh, so that's basically where, you know, where I got started in that um, respect. And I, you know, took the course to become a fitness instructor didn't do much with it at the time because I was so shy and so nervous and it was outside of my comfort zone to be able to do that but uh, I was very fortunate the woman that owned the facility and the women that I worked with at the club um, at the time were were really inspiring and became mentors for me and they helped to lead my path they provided you know opportunities to start teaching courses at one time and then you know presenting opportunities which led to you know tv opportunities which led to you know many many different um, experiences from there so you know the the moral of the story for me was that you, you never really get ahead alone but i've had you know opportunities to to work with some really great people that have helped me in that path and here we are 30 years later, yeah. oh, over 30 years, I think. <laughs> I, I know. Isn't it crazy? I mean, the the way things just layer onto each other as our careers progress, it's, it's always um, easy to look behind you and see, oh, yeah, that's exactly the way it was supposed to happen. But at the time, you never really know. And so um, it's 
you know, it's it's nice to look back, but, you know, while you're in it to accept these opportunities and to recognize that there are people trying to pull you up. Um, mm-hmm. And then hopefully we can do that for the next gen as well. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think it was Jules Arney. I remember I was at a session one time and she said, you know, if you you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. That same. <laughs> she said, you know, I love what I do, but I work really hard as well. And I think that, that's so true, you know, and I was a person that never said no to anything like any opportunity is like, OK, yeah, I'll try that. I'll try. To, and, and everything leads to something else by having those different experiences. So that that's was right. uh, you know, part of that journey. Yeah, that's right. Um, So to launch us into so many things I want to talk about today, um, I wanted to put some context. Um, Let's first touch on this pandemic's short-term impact and kind of the long-term implications for the fitness industry. And, you know, from my vantage in the United States, it seemed like Canada had even stricter restrictions and longer-lasting lockdowns than we did here in the U.S. So catch us up on what this period was like for you and what kind of ripple it's had on your work. Yeah, um, it was it was tough. I mean, I have to say it was tough. And um, and we were, like you mentioned, in Canada, very slow to reopen. And we're just actually now starting to get into a flow again of being fully open and and doing that. And I can actually it was very clear. Actually, the last workshop or conference I was at was the idea of personal training. Mm-hmm. You and I chatted at that. We're like, oh, you know, let's see where this takes us. <laughs> and here right. we are, you know, a couple of right. years later. Um, but it has been tough because I think we were on such a momentum with the industry, you know, things were moving so quickly and then it was just this full stop and, and what's next, you know, what do we do next? Uh, you know, as an industry, I think we were well positioned, um, at the time to pivot fairly quickly. Uh, but we're an industry that's, you know, built on connecting with people. And Mm -hmm. we are also an industry that believes so, um, to the, to our core that exercise changes people's lives and and helps them and we were no longer able to present that to to the masses and from that perspective um, you know there was those challenges all around that yeah so you pointed out in our pre-interview discussion via email that um that COVID 19 has had many different fallouts in addition to gym closures and job and revenue loss those are you know sort of the top line things that happen but a great call out you made was that when gyms closed we lost leaders Mm -hmm. and many of them have not come back yet you know whether this is simply part of kind of the great resignation that's been going on or something deeper perhaps compensation in the industry, job satisfaction, basic employer appreciation for what fit pros do. Um, I, I want to explore that. Um, what is your read on why not all fitness leaders are returning? Mm-hmm. You know, I think it, it, we were at an industry where some people were at the cusp where they were maybe starting to think about moving out. And so that just kind of sped up that process. The other thing is when there is such drastic change or people are starting to do different things, different things uh, individually. You know, I've seen this in the industry as an employer, as employees, one employee leaves, other people kind of fall. Um, it, people started to look inward. Do I love what I'm doing? Is this making me happy? Is this bringing me joy? Is this financially, you know, working for me at the time? So that uh, perspective of looking inward and, and, and answering those questions became, you know, here's full stop. <laughs> We've got to make some decisions coming back. 
the industry, as you know, it's not easy. It's not, uh, it's not an easy industry. You know, a fitness instructor teaches an hour class, but we know it's not an hour. It's the commute there. It's the commute back. It's the prep time. It's all the other associated uh, costs around that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, many instructors are doing it because they love it, not necessarily you know, because it's financially going to make them them rich. But at, at some point, we need to look at that. What is our financial health, you know, at? And I do feel that industry has been a bit slow to value what industry fitness leaders do and to put the money behind what they do and support them in that journey. And I, I think that that's a, a big, big challenge that we're still, you know, we're still working towards 30 years, 40 years later. So, yeah, um, I don't I, I do. We've lost lots of leaders. They're, they're not coming back. And um, it's a it's a good question um, where we're at. Yeah. And this this leaves other other gaps that, you know, we're going to talk about that. But, you know, just to dig into this a little bit more, do you think perhaps some of the the talent, the leadership loss that we've seen shifted from fit pros who were employees in clubs and such to becoming self-employed because they saw this great opportunity. And, um, you know, it seems like the fundamentals of how we deliver instruction and inspiration have changed from on-site in-person to more of a hybrid model. Um, if, if a fit pro can create programming, make more money and have more freedom, you know, why would a talented leader need to go back to a facility? I think that's just sort of a, a basic construct yeah, that we're it, looking at now. It, yeah, it's it, exactly. It's very true. Why would I, you know, if I can do what I'm doing from the comfort of my home and do it just as well and get paid just as much, um, why wouldn't I, you know, to do that? So I do, you know, I do believe many people did that uh, and are doing that and doing that very successfully. Um, but the biggest thing is, is the connection, you know, mm. uh, so not everybody loved teaching. You know, you could ask in, in fitness frozen, you know, someone would say, yeah, I love doing the virtual and I love doing that. And so others would say, nah, that's not my, you know, that's not my cup of tea. I, I, I like to be with people. So it's, um, you know, it's, it's part and parcel to both of those is looking, you know, what, what can I do from home? And, you know, you're right. If I can do it and I'm comfortable and I love doing it from the comfort of my, 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 you know, uh, versus commuting, then why wouldn't I do that for sure? Right. Um, so the, this virtual in-person, the hybrid model seems to be mm-hmm. here to stay. So many of us just had to, had to do it. You had to jump in just to, to keep your clients coming back. And, you know, we wanted to serve as well. Do you think we as an industry are generally doing a good job of delivering movement and inspiration virtually um, or via other, you know, on-demand formats? And then um, also, do you think the formats are sustainable for the long term? I actually think we did a great job and are doing a really excellent job. Um, I think we, I think I mentioned earlier, we were kind of going that direction a little bit, but I don't know about you. When things shut down, my social media channels just like blew up with people offering free classes and workouts and personal training. And, you know, they were, you know, they did such an excellent job of trying to connect and keep giving back right away. So the hybrid model, you know, is here to stay. I really believe I, you know, people want to be able to go to a gym and have a live class and work out with other people and train, but they also want to be able to do it um, at home when they can't get to the gym or they're looking for something, something different. So, you know, 
at the end of the day, if we can get more people exercising, then we're doing a really great job. Mm -hmm. And and I always talk about it. The people that were coming to my classes or training, they were already kind of the motivated ones. What about the people that were still sitting at home on their couches that hadn't ever, you know, or would ever maybe go into a gym because they're not comfortable. We're being able to connect with that group um, a lot better and, you know, hopefully get more people moving on a more regular basis. So it's, I believe it's here to stay for sure. So Krista, did you end up hosting virtual classes yourself? Like what was that like for you and what's your following like? And are you continuing to do it these days? Yeah, it was, I was asked to, you know, to do it. And like I said earlier, it's kind of a little bit outside of my comfort zone. So I had to, I had to, you know, I had to try it. I wasn't doing virtual before that. And, um, you know, moving the furniture around and using my daughter's bedroom and trying to make the sound, you know, it was, it was all these skills that everybody else went through as well. And I did do a bit and I, I actually quite enjoyed it once I got into, into it. Um, presenting was all virtual, as you know, and the Mm -hmm. challenges around, you know, certainly doing movement and lecturing part was easy, but doing the movement piece was a little bit more, more challenging. So, you know, I, I'm still doing some virtual from the presenting side, because again, we can meet, maybe someone can't afford to travel to a conference, but now they can do it, you know, from home. So there's huge benefits um, to doing that. So I'm still doing um, a a little bit of combination of that. Not so many classes anymore uh, virtually, but definitely on the presenting side. What were your, your movement class go-tos? Like what did you choose to teach online? Uh, Yeah, I taught, I actually taught things like kickboxing. I I actually taught it all. I did strength. I went into a facility where I filmed and I did it from home. So I did both combinations. You know, I had the, the, lighting and someone filming it from one location, or I was using my, you know, my iPad or my iPhone from home. So a a combination, but I, I, I tried everything. I actually tried cycling. I I tried it all. I did it all. There wasn't anything that I didn't try. Actually, I was open to, to putting it all out there. How fun. What an adventurous spirit. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about that. Necessities for a little bit of adventure. Yeah. I mean, you know, we know how to teach, we know how to train. So it's just a a different delivery mechanism. That's for sure. Kind of um, challenging to do it when you're not getting that room energy back to you. Yeah. I guess when you're teaching live, you can see your participants at least um, virtually, mm-hmm. but it's still not the same as like being in the same room. Yeah, it's, it's the end, you know, and I love that. And I love to be able to move around with members and connect with them. So I had to, you know, pretend I was in this space with a, a lot of people with me at that time <laughs> in my daughter's bedroom. So. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Instead of a one, two, three punch, it's maybe a one, two punch because yeah, yeah. you can't move as far. Exactly. Yeah. I kicked, I kicked a few things and <laughs> there's a few holes in the walls and things wouldn't get knocked over, you know, trying to make it look nice. And then something goes flying. So it was all part of part of the experience, the dog bark, I, you know, it was everything, I, everything that could go wrong went wrong and everything that could go right went right. So it's funny. We should, do, we should do a little feature where it's like, a, a video, you know, where you actually turn your camera around to show everybody what the room actually looks like. Oh, it'd be a disaster. <laughs> it's pushed or, you know, desks. I don't know. It would be everywhere. <laughs> be Seriously. Like if you could see my podcasting setup, it's, it's my computer on top of books and the microphones yeah. on top of books and it all looks very nice, but it's yeah, but kind behind of, the scenes. It's a hot mess over here. Yeah, I have to do something <laughs> later as well. And, and, and so I've got the computer to, and you can see in the background the laundry's on the couch but here we are we're looking good right now 
<laughs> oh, I love it. So you posed a really another really interesting question earlier this week that I'd, l- I'd love to get in a little bit more deeply too. You asked, are the glory days of the fitness industry as you and I know it over, or does it just look different right now? And so from, from my experience, um, I can say that after the last two and a half years and through my lens, it's, it's a, bi- a mixed bag from mm-hmm. what I'm seeing. And I've interviewed a lot of our colleagues on the podcast. And so I'm hearing that things have really changed for them. But you know, while the the wider industry does look different to me, not much has changed at the functional training studio that that I go to every single day. So, if you could share what you're seeing and thinking about on the, this whole idea of glory days versus evolution, mm-hmm. you know, when I, I guess when we think of the glory days in the early days, there wasn't as much available. There, you know, Idea World at the time was was the show to go to. Um, there was lineups at the. You know, I, I think the difference. To the, we lined up for a lot of things. We were in lines for the Nike, you know, the you know all of that, and, right. and you know, and picking up cassette tapes from some presenter that I'd done at the time. But um, you know, it's it's different. It's different. It's different. I think um, it's not maybe better or worse, but just certainly um, certainly different. There is more there is more opportunities to go to different conferences and you know and do things now virtually and to. Um, and to, you know, have opportunities to try things that you maybe, you know, might not have tried because there is so much more to do nowadays. You know, the glory days, there was less content even, you know, and and, and less of that. So um, from that perspective, I do think that, uh, you know, from even the presenter pool is that we had such a great pool of con- of, of fabulous people that why would we need to introduce new when we could always go back to that that core group um so in some ways we needed to be mentoring newer uh individuals coming into the industry i believe much sooner so now we're on a little bit of an evolution of, of catching up and 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 so from those perspectives i do think uh, it's just different. It's mm-hmm. it's certainly different, and we are evolving. And with that's the, the the beauty of fitness is that we always have evolved. Nothing has ever stayed the same. And I think that's what makes this industry so great. Is that you know what we did last year is different than what we're doing you know next year. It's it's continually evolving. And if it didn't, we'd be pretty a pretty flat industry. So the evolving is certainly really important. But you know I do know. Uh, Yeah, sorry, I was gonna say something else, but we'll wait to the the next question for that. Um, Well, I I was thinking, um, first, I want to ask you, you know, what, what are you nostalgic for? If there's I'm hearing a a hint of nostalgia for for you saying glory days. And so I'm curious, like, what, what do you miss from the older days? And I'll preface by saying what what I miss from I've been in the industry for 21 years now. And, uh, you know, that's probably half of what a lot of the people who are idea members have been in the industry. But what I miss is, is just kind of the slower pace. I think Mm -hmm. it feels like things have just, they're moving very, very, very quickly. And if you, if you don't hop on it right away, you're left behind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, that's how I feel. What, what are you feeling or seeing, or what are you nostalgic for? I am. Yeah. I, I think that's a nice way to sum, summarize it. It is moving so fast. Uh, even though I said that it was great that it, it moves and it changes, but there is um, a pace to it that is, I don't know. I just want to, I just, I just want to be part of 
there, there's it, it, so much more. There was so much more excitement because that's all we had. Yeah. Now we're so bombarded by so much. Mm-hmm. It's how to how to filter all of that out a little bit. I think it's the filtering. You, you can get everything anywhere when you want it, when you need it right now. Before, like I said, with, maybe it's because it was the lineup. We had to wait a little bit for something <laughs> we really wanted. Now it's just instant gratification. Yeah. Before we had to work a little bit harder for it. I had, you know, line up to get that cassette tape. <laughs> you know, I don't know. It was, it was just, just that, you know, everything is so uh, fast and automatic. And now you just download it. Yeah, exactly. Right. You just get to. your music <clears throat> instantly. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me. I had to cough. So um, I want to get back to this, the the idea or the, kind of the chain effect of our leaders aging out of the industry. You know, so many came in in the 80s, 90s, early 2000s um, to, you know, we need to look to the future now. How are we bringing up the next gen of fitness leaders and experts? Um, and I think my main concern about this influencer generation is that many of them are have these instant success stories because they excel at social media. They know how to navigate it. They know kind of what sells out there. Mm-hmm. However, they don't necessarily have the education and training so many of our seasoned pros do. Um, what What do you think we should be doing industry-wide to ensure that the next wave of leaders carry this, this torch of quality forward? Mm-hmm. Um, and really, at the end of the day, this can't be all about clicks and likes and mm-hmm. you know popularity and followers. It really, it comes down to credibility and safety, scope of practice, and all of the other fundamentals that folks like us grew up in the industry with. Um, what are your, what are you thinking about those things? I think the solution always comes down to education is how do we, how do we continue to educate and educate and educate and share the message about what is correct, what is, um, you know, science-based, what is not a quick fix. And our role as leaders is to continually share that message and to continue support, you know, um, you know, at the end of the day, how do we support these influencers in a way to, to look at things a little bit differently as well and give them and help them with the pathway to get there. Um, So I don't, you know, at the end of the day, if they are actually getting more people to exercise, is that a bad thing? You know, not necessarily. If they are getting people to move, and maybe it's not exactly the way it was supposed to be, but they're moving, you know, credit, you know, kudos to that, because that's that's really what the goal ultimately is, is how do we get people to move more often, more regularly, and live healthier and healthier and happier lives through that. So, you know, we, we have a role to continually, you know, support what's going on in ways that are positive versus the negative. Um, and, and let's find the things that people are doing right versus the things that they're doing wrong right. and help them in this journey. So in terms of, uh, you know, bring, bringing up the next generation, how, how do you propose that we reach some of these youngers? I mean, how do we how do we? F- pull them into the fold and emphasize the importance on education, you know, applaud what they're doing, that they are getting Mm -hmm. people moving, but how do we, how do we get them in the fold as Mm -hmm. it were? Um, I think we have to somehow connect with them, uh, which is, you know, some people are going to be willing to change and listen. Not everybody is going to, but those ones that are then using that, that positive for good versus, you know, from, from, 
a different angle. And I think we just keep trying different approaches. Maybe the first approach doesn't work, but here's another approach to do that. And um, I also think that consumers, you know, overall are pretty educated. You know, I would hope that they would know if something looks kind of not so good and crazy, maybe I shouldn't do that. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, so that's the message that we we can do is is to help them to decipher between, yeah, this might be a great thing, but maybe this one's not so so great. So it's t- I don't know. I don't have a really good answer to that because they are so popular. Um, in what they're doing. I, I think in the industry, we're, we're also fond of, you know, in, in terms of clientele saying we need to meet them where they are. Mm-hmm. I, I think that it's the same thing for the, the future of fitness leadership, that we need to go out and seek them where they're living, <clears throat> which largely is virtually, they're mm-hmm. online, they're influencers. And so that's where we need to, um, to find them and speak mm-hmm. to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're still trying, trying to figure to out how we're trying to do that. <laughs> how do we connect with them? How do we engage? And, you know, I think this idea has been really uh, aware of that and doing a good job of, of bringing them into the fold. And hopefully they share, you know, uh, with the others as well. Yeah. Onward. We'll, we'll keep trying all of us. <laughs> Exactly. Um, so I'm going to switch gears a little bit here. Um, like a few of the other guests I've had on the podcast in the past year and a half, you got busy writing during pandemic, and the result is your new book from Human Kinetics called Partner Workouts, Training Together for Better Results. Um, I was lucky enough to get a digital copy to review from your publisher. And so first, I wanted to say congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it's super exciting. So, you know, it was... Uh... It's, you know, we have a bucket list of, you know, work things that we want to accomplish. And so that was really exciting to be able to to check that box off. Um, Yeah, it was. Thank you. Yeah, I'm super excited to do it. Well, as both a a writer and editor, I truly appreciate how challenging it can be to get through a big project like that, especially as you're navigating a virtual world and all the other changes we went through. So, I mean, that's that's great stuff. Um, I would love to hear more about the book, what ins- what inspired it, why this topic, and what do you hope your readers will draw from it? Um, you know, it was interesting. I had, I kind of, again, fell into it a little bit. I had been presenting partner workshops at conferences, and they were super successful. People actually really loved it. They loved, it was like immediately the energy in a room would change. And I, and right away, it was like, whoa, this is, it was so great that I would start to do partner, you know, ex, you know, exercise is things and just even the warm up to get a session going because it was that connection piece. So human kinetics had reached out to me to meet and say, you know, we're interested in you writing something for us. And so in my mind, I was coming up with all these different topics of what I could write on. And then they said to me, well, would you do something on partner? workouts, which I hadn't even had. I'm like, wow, that's a really great idea. I would love to be able to, to do that. So that like, I, I can write me. this in my sleep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'm so happy. This is going to be really great. I, I love this. Um, so that's really how it, it uh, came, came to be from that stage. But, you know, they had reached out to me just uh, prior to COVID and then COVID hit. And now we're like, okay, we can't touch each other. We can't get close. And I'm writing to <laughs> Partner. <laughs> so the timing piece of that was not uh, perhaps the best, but now we're on the other side of it. So, so it's, uh, it's been great, but, you know, ultimately we, 
we say, oh, exercise is so much fun. <laughs> you know, I mean, you see, you know, marketing, oh, try this. So, but for that new person or that big, it's not really so much fun, but for, for, you know, because it's intimidating and it's difficult and it's challenging and people are out of shape and they, it doesn't feel great. And, uh, but what I did notice is that when you're doing exercise with someone else, it's like this shared common, uh, you know, experience, it makes a little bit more lighthearted and, and a little bit more fun. So the goal really is how to, um, use exercise and connection as a tool to, you know, enjoy working out together. Yeah, I think fun is the key word there. When mm-hmm. we do partner stuff at my gym, I, I always end up laughing, yeah. you know, for whatever reason. But I think also you, you feel like you have to step up your performance a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I want, I want to like have good form and hold the inertia wave really well for, you know, as the anchor for my partner yeah. when we're doing stuff like that. Or I want to get the, the, you know, the stability ball in just the right place for them or, you know, what are, it just kind of helps step up mm-hmm. performance on both ends, I think. Yeah, it creates a, the, exactly what you said, that little bit of competition, but you also don't want to be the, you know, the weaker link in the chain. You want to be part right. of that, that, that foundation of that chain. And, you know, the other piece of it is that anybody can do it. You could have, you know, you'll see in the book, I have, you know, a section on, um, you know, adults and kids working out together. My sister is a phys ed teacher and has been doing it at our school super successfully. And the, the teens, the kids are just loving it. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be people that are set with a common goal where they're working towards something, you know, some type of competition or, you know, whatever it is. So the partners can be mixed. They can be similar. They can be totally different. We can find solutions if someone's super fit and the other partner is not, you know, how do we, how do we coexist and still work out together, you know, maybe side by side and it's a little bit different, but um, yeah, the idea is, is, is really about getting people to, like you said, connect, have fun, uh, feel part of it, you know, push yourself maybe a little bit more than you normally would. Uh, and, and that's kind of the basis. Well, congrats again on the book. I encourage our listeners to pick up a copy for reference and inspiration. And Krista, maybe do you have a website or do you know where they can go to get that? Or yeah, can we they, put that in the show notes? Yeah, we can put that in the show notes. They can go to humankinetics.com if you're in the US or .ca in Canada and other countries. And then in the search, you just put um, partner workouts and that will come up from there. Or you can reach out to me directly as well. Yeah, it, it also... the. My editor brain just loved the way the book was organized. There are three main sections. It also has two super practical appendices and a really cool grid full of suggested exercises mm-hmm. with um, equipment types X'd off throughout mm-hmm. it. I mean, it's just, um, I think consumers themselves can can get into this and go out to the park with their partner and, and do a great workout. Or it's a great a well of inspiration for fit pros to put together some some partner partner stuff. What um, can you can you explain a little bit about what's in the appendices that I mentioned? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Uh, so yeah, it's set up into three parts. So the first part is called get set, you know, it goes through, you know, uh, you know, picking a partner, um, the fundamentals or, you know, the foundations that you need to think about what are your roles and responsibilities. So that's the first part. And then part two goes into the different exercises, you know, using them with a resistance band or with a medicine ball or body weight training or cardio focus. So different focuses. And then the third section is what you had mentioned is here's some sample exercises ideas and, you know, coming up with some fun names to make it a little bit more interesting as well. And, uh, you know, ultimately 
having the grid to make it simple. So I don't, maybe I don't have this piece of equipment, but I have this one, I can do that. Or, you know, um, this is my focus and I want to do that. So the grid was really meant, I believe, to keep, to make it simple and easy to find what you're, what you're looking for from there. Yeah. Well, there are so many great fresh ideas to be had from it. So again, I encourage everyone to pick up a copy. Um, support our fit pros. Yeah, support our fit pros. You know, it, it was really fun. It was um, it, in the book. And when you look at the photos there, you know, there's pictures of me and my daughter. I got broader, you know, I got to bring in a few family members, but it was challenging. You know, if anyone's done a shoot, you know, you set up one person and then now you get them ready to, and now you got to set up a second person and then maybe there's some challenge around it. So it was, uh, again, another great learning experience to, uh, to put that all together as well. Yeah. But, but the exercises are fun and for all levels and intensities as well. Well, that's so cool. Congrats again. Thank you. So Idea World Convention is just around the corner. Yay! Super excited. All in person. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's been way too long. But um, I wanted to get your perspective on the event itself as an experience and a career builder. Um, you know, maybe harken back to your early days in the industry and maybe your first Idea World. I think you've been at every single one that I've been to in my 21 years at Idea, but you've probably been going longer, actually. I have um, I have been going longer, but I have a very vivid memory, memory of the first one that I went to. And, um, I actually, it was, it, it was actually the award ceremony portion of it. Not, not just that. I mean, it was going to all the sessions and literally every single session and not being able to move basically by the end. Cause I was so excited to try everything and do everything. And they had, uh, the awards ceremony and it was at that time was a big banquet, a big banquet. Dinner. Yes. Everybody was dressed up. It was yep. the glam and the flash of all of that and the award ceremony. And I was like, wow, one day I would love to be up there on that stage and receive that award. So that was, uh, you know, very, it was, it was ingrained into my brain and Aww. something that, uh, you know, when I, I did win in 2014, um, yes. was super exciting to be, to have put in the time and, and, and the, 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 the work to get there, but it was a dream and a goal. And it just showed you a few, you know, keep setting those goals and setting those dreams. So, so for me, idea has a special part because it's um, certainly um, something very special. I love it. There's something for everyone, whether mm -hmm. you're in a trainer, a nutritionist into coaching, into group, you know, group X, there's a little bit of something for everybody in there. And it's live education, which I think is really important. You can connect with the, with your uh, presenters, you can connect with other people there. And it's, a huge opportunity to network, you know, to share and to um, be a part of something that's greater than, you know, than just yourself doing it. So, so many reasons. Love, love the event. Can't wait. So first of all, you gave me goosebumps when you said that you, you were at the banquet, the awards banquet at your first year there, and you kind of made, made a goal for yourself to, to be up there. And then, you know, I was privileged enough to see you get your award in 2014 for Fitness Instructor of the Year. Um, yeah, it's it's great. And then, you know, as far as the connections that are made from a live in person, I'm sure you, you've come out of world with jobs or job offers or mm -hmm. adjuncts to what you're doing. I mean, mm -hmm. it's crazy what can unfold at this event. It, it is amazing. And, you, you know, uh, my husband used to tease me all the time because I 
he said, you don't even ever have to apply for things. People come, you know, you meet people, you connect, you have this fitness family that you do. And, and so opportunities um, that come your way are because of all of those, you know, those networking and meeting people in an industry. Um, that's such, uh, such an exciting place to be all the time. Yeah. So let's dig into the sessions you'll be presenting in just a few weeks. Um, so I know I looked these up yesterday, but you and Alex McLean are doing a balanced body boot camp workout mm -hmm. super early on Thursday morning. And then later that day, you have a workshop called Metabolic Mayhem. And then the next day you're presenting on progressive core training. And then in between all of that <laughs> stuff, you have probably a handful of Kaiser cycling sessions. Um, what are some of the, what, what are you really excited about to deliver in these sessions? Um, the, the main takeaway that I always want people to walk away with is practical stuff that they can go in and use on Monday. So that's in the back of my mind is how do I provide attendees with, with stuff that they can use right away. So, you know, for example, the boot camp, are there ideas that people can use in the studio? Can they use them outdoors? You know, how can we uh, broaden that, uh, that metabolic mayhem, you know, maybe you don't have a ton of equipment. So that one's really based on no equipment and what can we do? You know, so from that perspective, progressive core core training, um, because like you said, we always need to pe meet people where they are at mm -hmm. and how do we progress people through that? And I always think of exercise, not just as, you know, the easier, or the hard, uh, but, you know, what's the right exercise for right now? So how do we find that right exercise for, for, for individuals? Um, for cycling, you know, always um, exciting to look at what where technology is. How do mm -hmm. we use technology in our, you know, it's that's the driving force is uh, technology, connectivity, you know, all the things that we can do on the IT side of it as well. So I want to share some of that information um, um, with attendees. So, you know, a broad, a broad kind of vast but really, at the end of the day, how, let's let's uh, have some usable things that you can take away. Well, um, you are, we're keeping you super busy there. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for for being there as a presenter and for leading and and passing on your knowledge and so much great Monday morning ready stuff. Um, your sessions all sound so great. Um, I'm curious, you know, even though you have all of these, um, you're teaching a lot. And so you'll probably need to like rest and stuff in between. But is there anything on the program that you're particularly interested in? And, you know, as a seasoned pro, do you still go? Do you still attend education? Yes. Uh, yes. And yes, I I believe very wholeheartedly in education. Um, I need to always be learning. You know, we we wear two hats. We're either a teacher or we're a, you know, or a student and I, you can't just do one or the other. I think it's important to do both. So I switch those hats on, um, you know, you always learn something new in any session that you do. Um, it's, you know, did I learn something new? Did it reinforce what I already knew? Maybe you know it all. Does it reinforce what you knew or do you question what you thought you knew? And so I always go in there with those three things. Did it, you know, do I learn something new? Does it reinforce what I knew or does it question what I thought I knew? Mm -hmm. And then I go in with a very open mind to that. So, yeah, I, you know, that's the same reasons why I still teach and train. If I'm going to speak on it, I need to, you know, be walking walking the what's it, walking the walk walking the talk and, and mm -hmm. doing that. so I'm excited to you know just to get into the curriculum and there's so many different I'm one of those people who are like oh I want to go to this this and this and they're all at the same time so how am I going <laughs> to choose what I'm going to go to as well so 
I hear you, sister. I have <laughs> I have the same dilemmas every single year. Um, and I don't want to miss out on this and I don't want to leave that. It's a, uh, and it's a great, it's a great problem to have. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I know we get, we get that FOMO going, right? It's just yeah. like, Oh my God, I'm going to miss that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, in any case, I am looking so forward to seeing you in Vegas. Um, before we sign off today, Krista, can you please tell people how they can connect with you, either through social, your website, or another means? And then if you would, please leave us with a, a parting thought or words of advice, of wisdom to inspire our FitPro family. Okay. Um, yes, you know, please, everyone's welcome to reach out to me. They can reach out to me on uh, any social and everything is actually just my name, Krista Popovich, and I'll, we'll spell that somewhere. But uh, uh, you can reach me on my website or uh, Instagram or Facebook and or um, email me info at kristapopovich.com as well. So those are um, different ways to connect. And I do, I encourage people to connect. Uh, you know, I like to be able to help mentor um people as much as I can and to be able to help out. So from that perspective, yeah, reach out for me. But, you know, my parting uh, words of advice, you know, I was thinking about that, but I, I truly to my core believe that fitness is a game changer for people that it, um, it changes people's lives. And what we do is incredibly, incredibly valuable, whether it's just, you know, connecting with someone or making them feel a little bit better today. And, you know, most people don't feel worse after they go for a walk, you know, so it it does, um, it has such an important role. And um, as an industry itself, there's, there's so much that you can do. So if you feel like you're going down one path and it maybe is not working for you, you know, don't quit, just, you know, change direction and find something else that um, where where your talents can be used a little bit differently because we need fitness leaders and we need fitness professionals at, at all capacity because of the good work that uh, each and every one of you do. So that's my uh, my thoughts on that. Oh, how true that is. What a what a great way to sum up our, our chat today. Thank you. And thank you again so much for for dropping in, sharing your ideas, your time with us today. Um, Krista, it's always a pleasure to spend time with you, hear what's on your mind. Um, and I will look forward to seeing you in just a few weeks in I Las know. Vegas at Idea World Convention. Thank you. And thank you, Sandy. Thank you for, for having me. And um, I really appreciate everything that you and your Idea family do for all of us. And we are really a big fitness family. So we lean in on each other and super excited to see everyone as well. So thank you for having me. Of course. Well, we appreciate you so much. Take care. Thank you. Ciao. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Krista Popowich and will consider signing up for her sessions at Idea World July 20th through 24th in Las Vegas. Check the show notes for details. In addition to what Krista is teaching, you can choose from more than 300 sessions by 150 subject matter experts on topics spanning exercise physiology, anatomy, nutrition, business best practices, virtual training, and so much more. It's time for our fitness community to rejoin in person and develop fresh strategies to support our clients and build unbreakable careers for ourselves. To learn more about IDEA's first in-person world convention in three years, visit ideafit.com and select the events tab or call an inspired service representative directly at 888-999-4332 extension 7. 
We hope to see you there. This is Sandy Webster signing off. I hope you have a wonderful week. And as ever, thank you for all you do to make the world a healthier, happier place. Please reach out to me or the content team at content at ideafit.com if we can help you with anything. The Idea Fit Pro Show is part of the Idea Fit Podcasting Network. Many thanks to our executive producer, Jordan Leeds, and our engineer and editor, Mike Hilding. Copyright 2022, all rights reserved. Reproduction without permission is strictly prohibited.